glorify them. May the day that wait shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. So just hang in there. Amen. Just hold on. I'm not in the rope. Hold on. He will come. I guarantee you. I'm a living witness. He will come. You wait. He will come. Amen. So good to have everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. As Sister Miller mentioned about the prayer walk, I want to encourage you, amen, to come. And if you're going to go, please let me know. Because I uh, know my uh, prayer coordinator for the section has to coordinate food. I usually like to get sandwiches and stuff like that for afterwards. So let us know. Boston has been on our target list uh, for our section, for the section um, for years. And Malston is the county seat for Jono County. And we've been trying to get a church established in Malston for years. So we believe that plowing before the planter, praying, walking, turning over the ground, rooting out evil, rooting out wickedness, rooting out unclean spirits. Amen. We want to be able to get our seed sown in that area. Amen. To get a church off the ground in Malston. Wisconsin. So next Saturday morning, bring your shoes, your underbrillas. In case if, if, if it rains, you have your underbrilla. If you can't, if you can't walk, you can drive. And so we're going to have some prayer drive going on. Some people will probably be driving around praying. Some will be walking. But it's a good time to get out and, and uh, turn over some ground in that area as well. Brethren, let me encourage you. Our men's conference is coming up in Green Lake, Wisconsin on 2 the 4 June. Uh, you know, let me encourage you to go to men's conference. Ladies, let me encourage you to kick your husband out the house and make him go to men's conference. You complain about your husband, you need him to go to men's conference so you can learn how to do what he needs to do. Amen. Amen. Brother Tim Zaguna from Nashville will be our guest speaker. You won't want to miss that. Brother Zaguna is a great minister of God. Brother Putnam will be speaking. Brother Boyd himself will be speaking. So our men's leader. So you won't want to miss that. Registration is $30 right now for the time that includes your food. You can't beat that, man. I'm telling you, last year I was at Green Lake for the men's conference. It was a great time. And so let me encourage you. The second is, um, you know, you come up early just as a great time of fellowship, fishing, hiking, golfing, whatever you want to do. And then that night we will have a service and then uh, uh, Thursday and Friday and then Saturday morning. Amen. You don't want to miss it. It'll be a great time for some good fellowship with men across the district. Amen. You don't want to miss it. Let me encourage you to to be a part of the men's conference. And ladies' conference is coming. Let me encourage you sisters, go to ladies' conference. Amen. As well, be a fellowship with sisters of like precious faith. You will not want to miss this stuff. I mean, it's, in these last days, we need more time together as children of God. And then Wednesday night Bible study here. My goodness, man, if you missed Sunday school this morning, wow. I hate that our teachers have to go downstairs and teach Sunday school because stuff is so good, but... Let me encourage you to go down to podcast. You can get it on podcast. 
And Brother Miller is doing such an awesome job. Amen. Praise God. Amen. With the, with the lessons that he is teaching. Amen. So let me encourage you today. Amen. To be a part of the Sunday school and Wednesday night Bible studies and all the things we've got going on here at the church. Amen. To the book of Ezekiel this morning. Ezekiel chapter 13 verses 1 through 16. Ezekiel chapter number 13. Everybody's got your word, sword in your hand. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them that prophesied of their own heart. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophet that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the deserts. You have not gone up into the gaps neither made up the hedge for the house of Israel to stand in the battle of the day of the Lord. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, and the Lord have not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have you not seen a vain vision? And have you not spoken a lying divination? Whereas you say, The Lord saith it, albeit I have not spoken. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because you have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore, behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God. And mine hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people, neither shall they be written in the writings of the house of Israel, neither shall they enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Because even because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace, and there is no peace. And one built up a wall, and lo, another dabbed it with untempered mortar. Say unto them which dabbed it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall. And a stormy wind shall rend it. Lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, Where is the dabbing wherewith you have dabbed it? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will even rend it with a stormy wind and my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger, and great hailstones in my fury to consume it. So I will break down the wall that you have dabbed with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall. And ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have dabbed it with untempered mortar. And will say unto you, the wall is no more, neither they that dabbed it. 
to wit the prophets of Israel, which prophesied concerning Jerusalem, and which sees vision of peace for her, and there is no peace, saith the Lord God. Amen. And I want to minister to you this day for a short while from this thought, the wall with the untempered mortar. The wall with the untempered mortar. Amen. Father, I praise you again this glorious day, God, and I thank you for your spirit that we feel in this place, God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, I'm asking you, Lord, to stay with us, God. Give us wisdom, give us knowledge, instructions, insight, oh God, to your word this day, God, that when we leave this place, God, we will leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost, God. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in every life today, God. Strengthen us and build us according to thy word, O oh God, and we will give you praise and glory. Glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. <clears throat> the wall with the untempered mortar. Amen. The name Ezekiel means God strengthen it. The book of Ezekiel is a book of prophecy. Like Daniel and like the book of Revelation, it might be determined a mystery book. It contains much imagery which is difficult of interpretation. Nevertheless, many of his teachings are clear and of the highest value. The book of Ezekiel claims the highest degrees of inspiration. The word, thus saith the Lord, is reiterated over and over and over again in this entire book. It is a book of God wanting to get our attention. And that's what prophecy is designed to do, is to get our attention. Prophecy is designed for you and I to consider our lives, and it is designed to strengthen us. You see, prophecy is a foretelling of what was, what is, and what is to come. It is designed to cause us to take a closer look at where we are and what is taking place and what we have been up to. Amen. Prophecy is designed to build us and strengthen us. And so Ezekiel's book is a book of prophecy to cause you and I to take a closer look. The Lord told Ezekiel to speak against the false prophets and the prophetess and form them that he would test uh, what they have brought forth. You see, the wall represents you and I uh, in this passage of Scripture today. And so we need to take consideration of how we build this thing in our lives. Amen. So God calls Ezekiel to begin to take a closer look uh, and how he would build this thing. We know from Scripture, Simon Peter tells us that this knowledge also that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation but holy men of God spake uh, as they were moved uh, by the Holy Ghost uh, and so God is trying to cause you and I to take a closer look uh, he takes and he talks about mortar and untempered mortar and how this thing comes together and you see the wall is, is the 
designed for protection. And every city had a wall around it. Uh, and if the wall was not properly constructed, if the wall was not built right, it was easy for the enemy to come in and to destroy you. Amen. God wants you and I to know today that we're going to be tested and there's things going to come in this life. And if we're not built correctly and if we do not have the right mortar and the right plaster, then it will be easy for the enemy to destroy us. You see, the wall can also represent uh, false doctrine and uh, teaching and preaching. And this is why God calls the, the prophets and the prophetess out. Uh, because you see, the fivefold ministry is designed, as Paul said in Ephesians 4, for the equipping of the saints, uh, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to the fullness of stature of Christ, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine. You see, God wants His people to be stable. He wants them to be fortified. He wants them to be protected. Uh, amen. And to be able to withstand things uh, that may come against them. And so God is calling you and I to take careful consideration of what we put in the mortar. Amen. And how we live our lives because there will be storms of life that are going to come. Amen. There's going to be winds of doctrine that is going to blow from every direction. There's going to be waters of afflictions and rivers of depression that's going to come against you. There's going to be some hardness of icy times that's going to rain down upon you. And your wall is going to be hit. Uh, the outside of you will take the blood of the burden. Uh, and if the mortar is not tempered correctly, you're going to fall. Noah was told to pitch the ark within and without. Amen. The wall, as I said earlier, represents the, the cities. It was the strong point. It was the protective point. It was there to help secure what was inside. And this is why God told Noah to pitch the ark without and pitch it within. Amen. Because if it's easy to get in from the outside, it can get inside and destroy it. You see, a ship doesn't sink until the water gets inside. See, if they could have filled the hole in the ark, it would have never, not the ark, but the Titanic, it would have never sunk. But all the water was able to get inside of the Titanic, and as a result, it sank. Amen. This is why Paul calls for you and I to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all you can do to stand, 
Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication, and the Spirit, and watching thereto with all saints, that I may open my mouth to make boldly known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, you need the Holy Ghost, amen, to fill you without and within, amen. As long as you've got the Holy Ghost and it's living and operating in your life, you'll be pretty stable. You'll be very much strong as the way things are supposed to be. Things are going to come against you, but as long as you are solid, as long as you are firm, you don't have a thing to worry about, amen. It can hit you, and you can be like Timex, take a ticking and keep on licking. I mean, licking and take on, keep on ticking. Amen. Praise God. Be like Timex, take a licking and keep on ticking. You got you. Got me right. <laughs> Paul told Timothy, he said, See that no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer. And word, and conversation, and charity, and purity, amen, and faith, amen. Until I come, he says, you give a tennis to reading, to, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the, the prophecy which was given you with the land on the hands. He says, continue in them, for in so doing you will save yourself uh, and everyone that hears you, amen. You see, things are going to come against the wall. But you've got to fill the breach. This is why Ezekiel, the Lord says in Ezekiel 22:30, I sought for men among them, the men, the hedges, that I would not destroy the land, but I found none. Amen. And he says, therefore my own arm had to bring salvation. In other words, God says, I realized there was an opening. I couldn't find anyone to get in the opening. And so I put myself in the opening to seal up the wall, to mend the hedges, so that the land would not be destroyed. You See, we've got to build this thing right. I'm here to tell you today, amen. God is telling us, He's calling us to, to instruct us that if you don't use the right materials, if you don't put the right ingredients in the mortar, once you put it on your wall, it's not going to last, amen. When the rain comes, when the winds blow, when things come against you, it'll be easy for it to fall and break it down, amen. And you're going to say, let me see what was in the mortar. Why did my mortar not hold? I can remember in 1997 there was an earthquake in Taiwan. It was a major earthquake. And all these buildings with apartment buildings, high buildings fell. And all these people died. And when the inspectors came in, they began to look to see what the problem was. And the owner, when he built the building, he had just taken 55-gallon drums and five-pound pills and just put trash and stuff in them and put them in the foundation of the building. That was what the foundation was made of. So it was easy for it to fall when it was shaken. 
I come to tell you this morning, if you are not building on the Word of God, if your life is not built based on the Word of God, when the storms of life comes, you're going to fall. Amen. You're going to come down. This is why so many people have trouble staying with God. It's because they're not building their lives according to the Word of God. The Word of God will stand. It will stand the times of life. It will stand the trials. It will stand the circumstances. Anything that comes against you, God's Word will be there. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will not pass away, God says. We've got to build this wall correctly, and we've got to put the right things upon the wall. Amen. Don't try to make it up with wrong stuff. Amen. To make yourself think you are Christian. You've got to have the right ingredients. You see, Paul wrote, to, I mean, to Peter wrote to Luke, amen, that in the last days God said, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and all my servant and handmaidens will I pour out of those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. You see, the ministry, once you are born again, you have a part of this ministry. Every one of you. It's not just for me. It's just not for Brother Miller or the, the moves or anybody else. Sunday school teachers. Every born again believer has a part of this ministry. And you're responsible for building the wall correctly. We're all in one body of Christ. And so therefore we have to labor together. And this is what Paul is saying to the church in 1 Corinthians 3. He says, for we are laborers together with God. We are God's husbandry. We are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as the wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, another builder on. But let every man... And take heed how he builds on this wall, amen, on this foundation. You've got to take heed. What are you building, amen? If you leave out the atonement, your wall is going to fall. If you leave out the blood, your wall is going to fall. If you believe out the baptism in Jesus' name, your wall is going to fall. If you leave out living a holy and godly and separated life, your wall is going to fall. If you leave out the burial, if you leave out the resurrection, your wall is going to fall. Amen. We've got to have the main ingredients in the plaster and the mortar in order for it to hold. For the foundations can no man lay than that which is laid is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, Every man's work shall be manifest, Paul says. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man's work abide it, which he hath built upon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so by fire. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the temple of the... And that 
and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If any man defiles the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. And so as the temple of God, you have got to build uh, the wall around it. Amen. You've got to make it right. Amen. And this is what the Lord is saying to Ezekiel. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, I will even win it with the stormy wind and my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in my anger and great hailstone in my fury to consume it. So I will break down the wall that you have dabbed with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall and you shall be consumed in the midst thereof and you shall know that I am the Lord. So God is trying to give us the right instructions. He's trying to let us know that He's going to be tested. And you don't want your wall to fall. You don't want it, amen, not to last, to protect you, amen. You want your wall to be hard. You want it to be strengthened. You want it to be tough, amen. You've got to make sure that you mix it with the right stuff. Amen. Paul goes on and tells the church here, close. He says, put on therefore the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And above all these things, he says, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, of perfectness. Notice, he says, put on holy and beloved and bowels of mercy and kindness. Amen. He's calling your attention of how to build the wall. He's telling you what to put in the mortar. He's trying to tell you what will make you strong and secure and able to stand the storms of life when things come against you. There's no child of God that should ever fall. Amen. From storms and trials and situation and life. Why? Because greater is He that's within you than he that is in this world. God has given you the tools and the ingredients uh, to build yourself up uh, on your most holy faith uh, so that you will be heartened, so you will be strong, so you will be strengthened and able to stand, amen, in the gap, amen, and to build up the hedges here. You don't want to be in temperate mortar. You want to be strong. This is why faith is essential. Amen. You want your faith to be strong in this thing. You've got to mix your faith, amen, with the Word of God. And as a result, you will begin to put the right ingredients together. Praise God. Put it on. Put on the right stuff so that you're able to withstand. Are you the real deal? Are you the real deal? <laughs> you want to be the real stuff. Because you're going to be tested. And if you're not, God has said you're going to fall. See? This is why you've got to know the Word of God. 
This is why you got to walk by faith and not by sight. This is why you got to live by faith. This is why you got to have the attitude of Abel and give by faith. You've got to be like Enoch and walk by faith. You've got to be like Noah and build by faith. You've got to be like Abraham when God says, move, move by faith. Amen. You want to follow the faithful fire of others. Amen. Because we know that storms are, are going to come. Amen. And how you build, what's in your mortar. Amen. What is this outside shell you got right now? Amen. If I hollered and yelled at you if I said something evil against you are you going to fall? Jesus says offenses are going to come. You know what offenses the Greek word is? Bait stick. Amen. The devil put a bait out there. And you fall for it. You get offended. See, I say something you don't like, you get offended. That's a bait stick. <laughs> That's like a rat. He sees the cheese on the trap. It's a bait stick. <laughs> Amen. You know, you, you, I'm sure you heard that how they kill foxes out in Montana and stuff, right? They freeze a knife in the blade of ice. And they stick it in the ground. And when the wolf and stuff come, he started to put blood on it. And he keeps licking it and licking it and licking it. And lick it right down until he cut his tongue and he bleeds to death. What what are you building? What what are you building? What are you putting on? Amen. Put on the elect of God. Bowels of mercy. Holy and beloved. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Meekness, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. No, it's not. Just think of what God did for you. That's what He says. That's exactly what He He knew somebody would say that. And so God said, when you think about that, that direction, He said, just remember what God has done for you. Amen. He forgave you of all your sins. Uh, He forgave you of all your unrighteousness. So you should be willing to forgive others. Amen. And put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Amen. Because it is love. Love binds this thing together because God is love. Amen. And you're building your wall based on the Word of God. Amen. You don't want your wall to fall when crisis, uh, unexpected tragedy ill health, uh, unemployment, sickness, any infirmities come your way. You don't want these things uh, to knock you down. You want to be strong. Amen. Micah says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemies. Uh, When I fall, I shall arise. Uh, And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. You should be able to stand. Uh, You should be able to take some things uh, come against you because you're building the wall correctly. Amen. Praise God. You see, the doctrine, and the PI students will tell you this, uh, the doctrine of the Pharisees, uh, amen, was the doctrine of pride and her- uh, hypocrisy. Amen. They had pride in their lives. You see, the only thing stick to pride is pride. Pride, evil, sticks to pride. 
And that was the doctrine of the Pharisees. They were prideful. As my pastor said, they were fair, you see. They believed in the resurrection and, and angels, so they were fair. You know, and so pride and hypocrisy. In other words, they say one thing and do another. If you say one thing and do another, that means you got the wrong ingredients in the mortar. See, you got to be the real deal. You want to be the real thing. Amen. <laughs> yeah, like Coke, the real thing. Amen. You, 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 the Sadducees, on the other hand, their doctrine was power and control. They were of the elite. See, that's where the priesthood came from. If it wasn't said by Moses, it was wrong. That's why the Sadducees and the scribes hated Jesus so bad. Because he came bringing a new teaching. And they says, we have Moses for our teacher. And Jesus tried to educate him a little bit. He says, if that's the case, then you would believe in me because Moses spoke about me. <laughs> so he says, so let me help you build the wall correctly here. Amen. But they rejected him. Amen. And this is why the psalmist says the stone which the builders reject has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We're going to rejoice because God has given us the things that build this wall right. And then the doctrine of Herod was the doctrine of self. Amen. It was all about him. And this is why he died on his throne. You see, the doctrine of Herod is said, is me, myself, and I. If you got that attitude of it's all about me, myself, and I, and I don't care about anybody else, uh, your wall is not tempered correctly, and your wall is going to come down the same way that Herod's wall came down. It can't be about you. The Bible said a good man is satisfied from himself. Uh, so you need to take a step away from you so that you build the wall correctly. When Belshazzar, amen, took the, the throne from his father Nebuchadnezzar, we know the story. They took all the golden goblets and everything and was having a party. And then all of a sudden a hand came out uh, and began to write on the wall many, many tekla farces. Uh, and when he called for Daniel, and Daniel began to translate it, he says, here's the thing, uh, what God is saying. Uh, you have been weighed in the balance uh, and you're found liking. Therefore, your kingdom is over with. Amen. And that night, he died. Amen. I want you to know if he built right, Daniel told him, he says, this was not hidden from you. You knew what God had did to your father. You know what God had said, but yet you chose to do it your way. Amen. This is not your way. This is not my way. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you got to do it his way or your wall is going to fall Jesus says in Matthew 7 beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing but inward they are raving wolves you should know them by their fruit do not men gather grapes of thorns and figs of thistles 
Even so, every good tree bring forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bring forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hold down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. You better catch that. Everybody ain't going to heaven just because they go to church. You better build right. You got to build this wall right. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess to you, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hear these sins of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it felt not. Why? Because it was founded upon the rock. Oh, Jesus did here. And Matthew is just reached back, amen, and got what he had already told Ezekiel to bring forth in the sea. So he was trying to get them to see here what he had already prophesied to Ezekiel, that the wall is going to be tested. And so therefore, notice what he said, the wind is going to blow and the rain is going to come. The same way he told Ezekiel is going to test that. But he says here, if it's founded on the word, it's not going to fall. Amen. The same concept. If it's built on truth, it's going to stand. If it's built on a lie, it's going to fall. I don't care who the preacher is. I don't care who the prophet is. I don't care who the teacher is. I don't care who the evangelist is. If the wall is not built on truth, when the winds and life comes, when the storms and the rains come, it's going to fall. But if it's built on truth, if it's built on hero Israel, if it's built on one God, if it's built on baptism in Jesus' name, if it's built on holy and living separated life, it's going to stand because it's built on the rock. If it was found, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened to a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, And the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall thereof, the Lord says. See, so Jesus wants you to be all right. Amen. So you ask me, Pastor, what do I need to have in my mortar to make sure it's going to stand? Peter gives his answer, doesn't he? He said, first of all, amen, he says, add to your faith, virtue. You've got to get moral excellency in your life. You've got to get some valor. Amen. In your life here today, church. Amen. What did Jesus tell Peter? I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. Teach them how to build it right. Amen. So you got to add virtue to your life. You've got to put this stuff in there that's going to cause it to hold. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, not by listening to Hollywood. You can listen to Hollywood all day long. It ain't going to last. 
That big board out there in California, it's coming down someday. Pretty soon, I think it's going to fall. It, 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 that, it, the fire, ring of fires is shaking. Oh, these earthquakes in diverse places. In California, you get quite a few earthquakes. Amen. You want to hear the Word of God. That's why the Lord says, Ezekiel, say that to them. Hear the Word of the Lord. Are you hearing the Word of the Lord today? Bill right. <laughs> put the right ingredients in the mortar. Because when you put it on, it'll last. If it's the wrong stuff, it's going to fall. Amen. So he said, add virtue to your life. Then he says, add knowledge. We need some knowledge in our lives. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. Workmen that needeth not be ashamed. Rightly divide the word of truth. You need knowledge in your life. Amen. You've got to have some knowledge uh, in your life. Amen. Each and every day you need knowledge to, to be about your life. Amen. You need to know Christ. You need to know how to live right. You need to know, amen, that you're doing what you're doing is right. Uh, you need to know what the Word of God says. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Uh, when you start reverencing God, when you start doing what is right based on the Word of God, brothers and sisters, You'll build and write. Uh, but if you violate the principles uh, and the morals of God, you're building your life wrong. Uh, and you're going to fall every time. You're not going to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Don't think you can withhold from God uh, and your praise and worship and your giving and make it to heaven. It's not going to happen. You've got to live right. You've got to build right. Uh, righteousness exalted a nation. But Sin is a reproach to any person. Amen. You want to love the knowledge of God. Paul says to the church of Corinth, he said, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor feminists, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor coveted, nor drunkards shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, but you've been sanctified, but you've been justified. In the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any of them. I've got to have the knowledge of God in my mortar. Amen. Because if I know God and I understand God and I understand His ways and what He desires for me to do, I can stand. i got to have some patience into my life. i got to be consistent in my walk uh, continually. I have to learn how to endure hardness uh, as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. i got to learn how to wait upon the Lord uh, so that He will renew my strength, uh, that I will mount up uh, as wings like His eagles. This is why the Bible tells me to cast not away my confidence. Uh, it has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience uh, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Uh, for Yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. Uh, but if any man draw back, uh, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back to perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving 
of the soul. I've got to have patience in my mortar. I've got to have some temperance in my mortar. I've got to have self-control. i got to get in the habit of controlling me. I don't need somebody to tell me when I'm doing wrong continually. I need somebody to say, you're a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I've got to be disciplined myself, amen, to know that I'm doing the right things, amen, in this life. Because if I have no control over my own spirit, I'm like a city broken down and without walls. Untempered mortar. That's what Proverbs 25, 28 is saying. He that hath no control over his own spirit is like a city without walls. You're broken down. Broken down and like a city without walls. You don't have any protection. You don't control you. I can't control you. You got the Holy Ghost. You got to control you. The Spirit speaks to you and say, no, don't do that. The Spirit leads in guide. Jesus said the Spirit would bring you to all truth. Amen. And then he says, you need to put some brotherly kindness in that in that mortar. You got to be kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. Forgiveness has got to come to the forefront. It's got to be there, brothers and sisters. I don't care what people do to you. You got to be willing to forgive. Amen. Because if not, you ain't building the wall right. It's going to be tested. God forgave you. Amen. And then he says you add love. Add love. Why? Because it's the bond of perfectness. He says if these things be in you and abound, they make that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see a fall, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, give all diligence and make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. But you will have an entrance into the everlasting kingdom and eternal life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you the real deal? Are you building? What's in your mortar? Are you untempered mortar? (laughs) I want you to be the real thing here. The Bible says when they asked Peter on the day of Pentecost, they said to him, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this word was baptized, and they were added unto them about three thousand so. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Why did they continue? Because it was the real deal. 
they added the real thing into their lives so that they could stand. This is what you want to continue in the doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer because those are ingredients that will make you strong and make you steadfast and unmovable. You know, there are some people that say the Apostle Creed is, I believe in God the Father, the maker of the heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered and punched by crucified, dead, and buried, third day, rose and dead, sent into heaven, seated on the right hand of the throne of God. I believe in God the Father. Believe in what? I don't believe in the Holy Catholic Church. That's not the Apostle Creed. The Apostle Creed is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. And you must love Him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words I command you this day must be hidden in your heart. And you must teach them diligent to, to your children. And you must talk about them when you get up. And when you're in the way. When you, when you, when you lie down. When you're sitting in the house. Put them on your doorpost. Write them on the gate post. Uh, amen. Don't forget God. Uh, amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was God. Uh, hey, that's the Apostles' doctrine. Uh, that's the Apostles' creed. Amen. Then Peter said, Repent uh, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and fall of peace with all men, and holiness without shall no man see the Lord. Praise God. That's the Apostles' Creed. <laughs> Praise God. You know the story about the three little pigs, don't you? Once upon a time, there was three little pigs. And they all decided to build a house. And the first little pig decided to build his house out of straw. The second little pig decided to build his house out of sticks. And the third little pig decided to build his house out of bricks and long came the big bad wolf uh, to the pig with the straw and he knocked on the pig's house and he said little pig little pig let me come in and the pig says and so the wolf said, I will huff and I will puff and I will blow your house down and so he huffed and he puffed and he he blew his house down Amen. And then he went to the second pig's house and he knocked on the door and said, little pig, little pig, let me come in. And the pig says, and the big bad wolf says, then I will huff and I will puff and I will blow your house down. And so he huffed and he puffed and he... He blew his house down. So he goes to the third little pig's house and he knocks on the house and he says, little pig, little pig, let me come in. And the pig says, not by the... And he says, then I will huff and I will puff and I will blow your house down. So he huffed and he puffed and he... He, he couldn't blow the house down. So he huffed and he puffed and he... He couldn't blow it down. Why could he not blow it down? 
It was made out of bricks. It was made out of something solid. Amen. And this is what God wants you and I to know. Amen. If we build our walls with the right mortar, put in the right ingredients in, then when the big bad wolf comes trying to blow your house down, when things come against you, you don't have to worry because you will be able to stand forever. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Thank you, kids, for your help. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. What is in your mortar this morning? Praise God. I want to encourage you today. When you leave this place, purpose in your heart that I'm going to build my wall. I'm going to build my wall right. I'm going to put the right ingredients in my mortar. You see, you got to mix. You know, the Bible lets us know that the children of Israel couldn't get in the promised land because why? They did not mix their faith with the Word of God. And so they missed the promise of God. And so I want to encourage you today that no matter what you've gone through already at this point in your life. That's the good thing about God. He's a God of second chances. <laughs> That's why I love Him so much. Amen. And so, He wants you to have a chance. He sends you these words, encouragement to strengthen us. As I told you, the book of Ezekiel, the name Ezekiel means God strengthens. And so God is trying to get our attention to let us know that we need to build our wall correctly. And he's given us the things to put in our wall to make it solid and to be able to stand. So when you leave today from the church, let me encourage you to purpose in your heart that from this day forth, I'm going to build my life based on the Word of God. Because that will be the only thing that will last when it's all over. Amen. Praise God. If you want to come to the altar and pray, you're more than welcome. If you have to leave, I understand. Amen. But let me encourage you this morning to purpose, make a new commitment to God this morning. Amen. That you're going to start afresh and anew. Father, we praise you again this glorious day. Lord, your word is so good to us, Lord. I'm rejoicing for what you have sent my way, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for your love, for your kindness, Lord, for your blessings upon us. Bless your people, God, this morning, I pray, Lord God. Teach us, O oh God, how to build our lives according to thy word. Strengthen us in the inner man, the outward man, O oh God, today. That we will be the real thing, God, from this day forth, O oh God. That we will rejoice in the Lord always and in the power of your might, Lord God. That we will constantly lift and magnify and exalt you, Lord God, in everything that we do. O oh God, I thank you again this glorious day, God. You are everything, Lord. There is none like you, Jesus. You are my God, my Savior, and my Lord. I thank you for your word this morning, God. As I preach your word, God, may it be true for our ways, O God. As I build the body of Christ, O God, as we labor together with you, O God, touch us over fresh and anew, God, day by day, Lord. Let our prayer life be refreshed, O God. Let our Bible reading be refreshed, O God. Let us be doers of the word and not just hearers only, God, in our lives, in every place, God. I thank you, Jesus, over fresh and anew. 
do, Lord. I thank you, God, this day, Lord. I love you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God bless your people, Lord. Keep your hand upon them, Lord, and all that you do, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And like I said, if you want to come to the altar and pray or right where you are, you're more than welcome. You have to go, I understand. Amen. God bless you.